The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 26 begins on page 370. Be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath been also in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try out my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before mine eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dwelt with vain persons, neither will I have fellowship with the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked, and will not sit among the ungodly. I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord and so will I go to thine altar. That I might show the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. In whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently, O deliver me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth right. I will praise the Lord in the congregations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the book of Ezekiel. And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak to you. Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me, and set me on my feet, and I heard him who spoke to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. For they are impudent and stubborn children, I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do
do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words. Words, though briars and thorns are with you and you dwell among scorpions, do not be afraid of their words or dismayed by their looks, for though they are a rebellious house, you shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Now when I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it. Then he spread it before me, and there was writing on the inside and on the outside, and written on it were lamentations and mourning and woe. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. Then Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But you, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled, and glorified God, who had given such power to men. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, 
that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit to put it into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, for who are our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence that our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may never obey we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, 
who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We are in the uh, ember days of Lent. Uh, the ember days happen four times a year in Advent and Lent, the week of Pentecost, and then mid-Trinity. Um, the stated sort of purpose with the collect we read is to pray for an increase in vocations to holy orders, although in origin, ember days were more of a a general sense of renewal for the whole church. So it's appropriate, I think, for each of us to think about, as we read the lessons, to think about the renewal of our own gifts and vocations to service, which is certainly a, a focus of Lent. Um, our lesson from Ezekiel is chap, you know, chapter two of Ezekiel. And the call of Ezekiel, in some ways, uh, reflecting on it today, mirrors a little bit of the call of Isaiah. In chapter one of Ezekiel, he has a vision um, in which he sees God, uh, he sees the, the cherubim, uh, the living creatures around God's throne, and, he, and he, after he sees this vision, he falls down. And so the beginning of chapter 2, where he says, uh, uh, God says, stand on your feet, and he fills them with the Spirit. A little bit like Isaiah, who had this vision in, in chapter 6 of God enthroned, and he's, you know, convicted of his sin and then God cleanses him. So here, the vision of God leads to, to Ezekiel sort of being humbled and God raises him up by the spirit, uh, a kind of activity uh, sort of anticipatory of Ezekiel 37, where all of Israel will be raised by, by the spirit. And Ezekiel, his ministry took place, um, Israel went into exile, uh, in Babylon in stages and before the, the final destruction of, of Jerusalem and the temple in the Old Testament in 586, there were uh, deportations and there was one in 597 that Ezekiel was likely part of. So Ezekiel's ministry was among these Jewish people who had already been exiled to Babylon before Jerusalem had been completely destroyed and he was prophesying in Babylon among the, the exiled people who weren't that anxious to hear what he had to say. So uh, God tells him, you know, you, even they don't listen to you, you set your face firm, um, you know, you, you eat the scroll, uh, which which harkens to Revelation chapter and Revelation where St. John is, is told to eat the scroll. Also harkens to our Advent colic. We talk about read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the scriptures. And so he's sent out then to um, to preach to Israel and to, to stand, the key thing is to say to say what God has to say, no matter what people, um, no matter how people respond to it, which is really emblematic of, of our vocation in Christ to to do and be and, and say what Christ has for us, regardless of how people receive it, which is sort of the the antidote to the temptation of the of the uh, consumer culture, really all human cultures, to say things that people want to hear, to say things that will make them happy rather than to stand for the truth. Um, the whole vocational sense of Ezekiel, seeing God being raised up, being sent, it, it has an interesting parallel in, in, the, New, in the New Testament lessons with um, the kind of uh, 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 
a two sort of twofold aspects of our own call. And it begins with with forgiveness that that the way we are made to rise up on our feet is is certainly through conviction of sin. But as with the paralytic, Jesus says, you know, your sins are forgiven, rise and walk. In a sense, that's the epitome of Christian initiation and conversion, baptized in the death of Christ, raised up with him through faith, given the gift of the spirit, we rise up and walk. And and then, you know, he follows the call of Matthew, where where Jesus calls Matthew. And then there's all these tax collectors and sinners eating and the religious people are upset about it. But but Jesus says, I haven't come to call the righteous, but sinners. And so I think sometimes um, the slight little difference in orientation, it's not so much like in the world today that we don't have an Ezekiel like vocation to stand for the truth against the evil. But we should always bear in mind that um, America is not Israel. And Ezekiel's ministry to God's people, Israel, was different than ours is in, in a sense that, yes, we're called to stand for truth, but we also remember that our, our, our real vocation as a church is also to, um, to call the wounded and sinners into fellowship with God. As other people, as as the you know whoever the powers that be might reject the word of God, the truth of God, even in churches, this happens in, in as they begin to depart from the faith. Our vocation as those who've been made to to stand up and walk, and whose sins have been forgiven, is to be a witness for the risen Christ in the world, calling those people who also are aware of their broken condition. Um, and who are willing to come to Jesus and hear the word and be healed to faith and fellowship in the new community of the church. And that's what's epitomized by the meal at St. Matthew's house where where uh, he's eating. This is the new, here's the new Israel, the sinners eating with Jesus. Here's the Messiah and the people who thought they were in the kingdom are now on the outside, which epitomizes the result of the Old Testament and then also then the the impact of the new. So that's our vocation to be renewed is first to renew our experience of forgiveness. And this is what Lent is about, renewing our repentance by saying no, and then leading to a renewed experience of resurrection, of, of Christ's presence in our life as our sins are forgiven and we experience that power in a new way. Then to go out and be witnesses and to cultivate this new community of people that we invite into this new experience of, of new life in Christ. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who by thy Son Jesus Christ did give commandment to the apostles that they should go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, grant to us whom thou hast called into thy church